Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the writer's room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. This week is Fixing Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, and has nothing to do with the sequels whatsoever. I'm Rice Quinn, and I'm joined by my fellow Disney Plus hater, Carmelo Keating. Did you just say the series? The series. Kenobi the series? What is it, a show? What I never it? signed up for this. It was meant to be a movie. <laughs> it was. It was. It should have been a movie. I'm also joined by our rock star writer, Cole Fulfang Fan. Yes, I love Disney. <laughs> uh, did you know that Mickey Mouse is going public domain in like two months? Ooh. Yeah, get in while you can. Uh, yes, I'm excited to talk Obi-Wan, a show I loathe. Okay, well, we didn't talk about... I, I called you a rock star writer. You just yeah. had a song released uh, this past week, so yes. congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> check out, for... Check out the Melancholiac Band on Spotify and yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And our uh, new single, Pause. It's really good. Thank I you, really love you. it. But I just wanted to quickly plug that at the start of the show. Wonderful. In May of 2022, the hopes and dreams of a million Star Wars fans screamed out in terror and were suddenly silenced. When the Obi-Wan show aired on Disney+, Plus, what was such a promising project turned out to be a massive disappointment and much like the sequels has caused pain and division within the Star Wars community. This episode, myself, Mello and Cole will all pitch our versions of what we think the Obi-Wan show should have been. Firstly, not a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You've done yourself on that intro. That was very good. Thank yeah, you. I wanted to do a little bit of history because yeah, who yeah, knows when people are listening good. to this. Might be a few years on. Yeah. It's funny yeah, that you say like how many people hated it because this has been one of the most interesting experiences for me in this last year because I yes. hated it. Yeah. Mm. It was garbage. I was like holding on and looking for the good stuff and then it ended and then like yeah. a week later I'm like, oh my God, I hate this fucking mm. show. Yeah. I know. But so many people liked it. Yeah, as well. Yeah, man. A lot, 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 lot of prequels fans. Liked oh, it. Um, interesting. They definitely held on, but now I think you know a year a year later. Yeah. Um. That it's nothing but vitriol, which yeah. not aged well. It definitely not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I remember even at the time there were things where I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that ending up all right. And then when it ended, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I've been bamboozled here. And so we got. I think it was first Book of Boba Fett, and then Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um. And both of those happened in the same year, really close to each other. And God, I yeah. think we turned a corner on Disney Plus content and everyone was like, oh, we've been, we've been bamboozled here. We thought Disney Plus was the way of the future. Yeah. But Star Wars is feeling less special than ever. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of a rise later after that with Andor. And then Andor is kind of like, it's a bit of a roller coaster, like trying to bring us back. You and know? then we've been hit with Mando season three and Ahsoka. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just a, it's just a lot uh, of Disney Plus content that maybe uh, is not that good. Mm. But yeah. we know for sure that none of us really like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we thought, you know, it was so promising and it could have been something special. So, We've prepared a couple pitches for today of our different interpretations of what it could be. Uh, as always, or not as always, but as usual, we uh, don't know each other's pitches. So I'm excited to jump into it. Cole, you're starting off today. Cool. Well, Here's I guess. So a lot of my things at the moment are just analysis of the show. There's a right. lot I don't like. And as you said, it was meant to be a movie. Yes. And... Apparently, the script for the original movie was so dark that they rewrote it <laughs> and then took elements into the show. There you go. So I think the big problem is just the fact it's this mishmash of all these different ideas because we know we were going to get a, uh, and I hate when people say this, but for this, it was right, a Logan-type like legacy film. Yes. Which is what it should have been. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And it should have been dealing more with the Force and all that. Now, the big thing that stands out to me is Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan have the wrong plots. Yeah. Obi-Wan is a galaxy sprawling adventure where <laughs> he's like one, like doing the whole Mando found father thing with Leia. Yeah. And he's not in Tatooine. Meanwhile, Book of Boba Fett, the story of this famed mercenary bounty hunter who has the greatest ship ever, goes around and hunts people. Oh no, he's just in Tatooine. He's just in one place. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you said that. I yeah. know. But it's, it's almost like it should be reversed. Exactly right. And it's, like, I'm pretty sure, um, do they go to Nal Hutter in 
uh, I don't know if it's now hotter, but they go to one of the crime planets, I think, in Obi-Wan. You know the big neon? Yeah. Is it that go? first sort of city? Yeah, where they Ooh. see... Um, it is unfortunately so clothes. forgettable that I could not tell you the name is of that. Is that where, like, yeah. Rever's jumping rooftops? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that looks that, like it's, it's discount Coruscant, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. They, I'm pretty sure that... I'm probably totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, Nal Hutter or something. Right. Okay. It's, like, yeah. one of those big crime planets. Yep. And I'm just thinking... That's where Book of Boba Fett should have been. And the other things to me is the plot is kind of contrived most of the times. And there's a lot of very convenient moments. The one that stands out to me is episode three, I think, where, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan duel. And then all of a sudden, you know, the wall of fire and, and Vader's just like, oh, well, oh, well I, guess he's, I guess he escapes. Yeah. yeah. And, and people right. try to justify that by saying Vader loves the chase. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. My no, God. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But I think. The biggest thing, right, is a lot of people say the show just shouldn't exist. Yeah. I disagree. Okay. Um, I'm actually not even opposed to Vader and Obi-Wan showing up again, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Anakin would know Obi-Wan is alive, and as Darth Vader, would he not hunt down Obi-Wan? And the dialogue in A New Hope doesn't rule out the fact that they ever encountered each other once yeah. again. So to me, I feel there is a story there. At the same time... I don't know how you can tell a story with Vader and Obi-Wan without creating all these, like, holes and stuff like that. And I tried to look for answers for that. And originally, I think they intended the fight between Vader and Obi-Wan in the end to be on a crashing ship. Mm. And the idea was that Obi-Wan would fall away with debris and Vader would think he's dead. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, what is the character arc that Obi-Wan needs? Because... Originally, I was going to criticize the show for saying that Obi-Wan kind of ends up in the same place he does at Revenge of the Sith by not killing Vader. But someone pointed out to me that, well, the whole point of his arc with Vader at the end is when Vader says, you know, I killed Anakin. And it relieves Obi-Wan from this guilt that he killed Anakin. Yeah, he's not like emotionally burdened. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of lame. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he let a genocidal maniac go free. So what a I... second time. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, there's that internal conflict that's resolved, but the external conflict kind of never gets resolved. Um, And then, you know, you have all the other subplots, like the Inquisitors and stuff. And I was very excited to see the Inquisitors, but oof, they the production design for the show overall is kind of cheap. And the Grand Inquisitor, oh, man. terrifying to look at. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of things in the show that I would have loved to see explore more, especially like the Inquisitor side, because I think... Inquisitors, it's interesting because they're not really meant to be Sith because Palpatine is still kind of abiding by the rule of two and Inquisitors are this cheap way to get around that, the writers. But so far, every time we've seen them portrayed, it's very cartoonish. Yeah. And I would like to see the sort of scheming you would have by all these like dark side Sith users. Similar to what we see in the ISB from Andor. Yeah, Where right. they're plotting against each other exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah, because these are dark side users. They're and we all... see that in Kenobi as well. We see yeah, it, we get, like, but it sucks. What, them in the room yelling at each yeah, other? No, yeah, no, it's so They're just awful. so angry. Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, it's kind of, it's not very mature. No, and no. to me, that's kind of the big problem with Kenobi. It's not a very mature show. Yeah. Very simple, very... Uh, and and you can color. have family adventure. You can have Star Wars adventure oh, without yeah. it feeling like a kid's cartoon. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think the big changes that need to be, uh, one, as much as I would like Vader, and I think there is a story to tell there, I can't think of one. 
I think the stakes need to be a lot smaller. Okay. Okay. Cool. This needs to be an intimate story about Obi-Wan realizing by all intents and purposes, he kind of is the only Jedi remaining. Yoda's like retired to Dagobah and he's yep. in hiding. And Obi-Wan's tasked to protect Luke. And on Tatooine, you know, he has to keep a low profile. So he has to deal with, you know, all this crime, all these horrendous things that he feels he can't really intervene with. But I don't think Obi-Wan at this stage has changed to accept his life as a hermit. Yep. I think he needs to come around and have his last sort of hurrah as a Jedi trying to protect people because he feels he's the only person who can live on with these values. And I also don't think that he would fully accept that Luke is the chosen one yet. And He's protecting Luke out of like love, but not because he believes exactly. that Luke is going to restore balance to the Force. It's funny because it's kind of a similar obligation to, yes, I will train Anakin. Not because yeah. I want to. But because Qui Gon told me to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a great thing to point out. Yeah, if you look at it as a sort of Obi Wan's arc across Star Wars, then this could be the moment where he finally becomes a real mentor who believes. Commits. Exactly. And I think by the end of the series, you need Obi Wan in the spot where he's willing to put down his saber, willing to put down the robes, be a hermit, and trust in the Force with Luke as the new hope. Really, the focus, it should be a character study of Obi Wan dealing with these small stake issues like the crime. And I do think there is a story with becoming a force ghost and finding Qui-Gon again. And I did like that in the show, even though... It's horribly done. Yeah, It's right. like there because it has Exactly, to be. and it's barely even there, right? Yeah. And at the very end, I love Qui-Gon's so cheap-looking cameo. <laughs> oh, it's so funny to me. But yeah. So you, th- and just to, to bridge some gaps, so Leia shouldn't be in it from your, from what I'm getting Absolutely from Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm okay. fully against Leia. And the thing is, I was not fully against Leia when she came to the show. I thought it was a questionable choice, but I was willing to see it through. I don't see any reason by the end why they did that. Yeah. Besides, oh, it's cool to have Leia. And I, I did like the child actress. I think she did a great job in the role, but it's silly. I, like, I always think of, you know, when they're in Fortress Inquisitorious, and he's sneaking her out oh under my God. his jacket. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They make the Empire seem so stupid, stupid again. Yep. I've seen yeah. a great uh, analysis uh, of a comparison from the Empire in Kenobi versus the Empire in Andor. Yeah. 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 See, Andor is the only thing I can think of to do the Empire right since yeah. oh the my original God. trilogy. I've never been more like terrified of the Empire. Yes. yes. You know, that's so yeah, scary. You, yeah. you can feel just how insurmountable of a task it is to be the rebellion yeah, and to stand up against this fascist force. And to its credit, even the original trilogy at times doesn't really portray the Empire that well. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are some great Empire scenes, especially in, well, in Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. Strikes Back yeah. yeah, or even like the security meeting in episode four. Yep. Like Tarkin, like he's yeah, yeah, always yeah. the great. symbol of the Empire. Other things I would like to see, and I don't know if this would even fit well, and it's probably too fancy, obviously, but I've always wondered what the hell happened to Commander Cody. And, like, I get they did that in Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I would even want Cody on Tatooine, but I I think the consequences of Order 66 and the clones and how a character like Obi-Wan would deal with that, it's not ever really explored. Mm. So there's potential there. So, yeah, I don't really have too many concrete ideas of what the plot would be. But I think it needs to be a huge departure from what we got. And it feels like this was a film where the initial few drafts that they had at the start would have been perfect. Because Kenobi was meant to be their easy smash hit that would make everyone love Star Wars. And I distinctly remember after Book of Boba Fett, when 
everyone in my group who'd watched it were just done with Star Wars again. We were all like, no, 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 Kenobi. They got Kenobi, McGregor yeah. back. They've got, oh, look at this star-studded cast. Yeah. And then, no. I remember um, leading up to it, every single Instagram post that Disney put out, no matter what it was, every yeah. single comment for like a mile, <laughs> you'd scroll down and every single one would be like, I asked for Kenobi, why are you yeah. here? And that was the comment section for every single Disney post yeah, leading yeah. up to the, to the Kenobi show. Yeah, and uh, when they announced yeah. Solo as well. Yeah. It's like, why, why are we getting Han Solo? We all want Kenobi. Yeah. And <laughs> just to have that level of, of hype and that level of fan buy-in to the product and then to deliver this instead is just, it's, it's like, tragic. what are you doing? So I've got a couple ideas that like of, of yeah. what yours could look like, but I'm going to yeah, jump yeah. into mine Go for and it. then we'll jump into Mellow's. Yep. And, and I and feel like yours and Mellow's, like you'll be happy I'm probably with very Mellow. Yeah, yeah. I might present some, some story yeah. things. Yeah. So, so I just want to like capstone. I would like to see an idea put forward for him engaging with Vader again because I do think that is There's something an area. Yeah, I think right. that is an area that fits canonically. Yeah. So, so for my pitch, Leia's in it and it's a galaxy adventure. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm I'm out. I'm out. No, I'm kidding here. No, no. I um I think the idea of doing a Logan style um crime ridden adventure with Kenobi focused yeah. on Tatooine and protecting Luke. I think there's a great story there. Yeah, but it's um, also an easy option. I just, I always personally really like the inclusion of Leia. I thought it was really great. I thought young Leia was awesome and we haven't really got to see enough of her story. We've got three movies dedicated to Luke as the main character, but I feel like, you know, having some time to adventure around with Leia as a kid, I thought was a great, I thought it was a really great, really inspired idea. Um, Just not really well executed. The actress was great though. She was fantastic. So my pitch, we begin with Kenobi all alone on the planet of Tatooine, eking out a meager existence cut off from the force. Bail Organa seeks him out and begs for his help in rescuing his daughter, Leia, who has been kidnapped by a crime lord. Exact same opening premise okay. as the show. Because I thought that was a great premise. I hope the crime lord is also played by Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, we'll see if you love or hate this. Are we going to oh. see the kidnapping scene or is that already Oh happened? no, that's <laughs> fucking, oh my God. <laughs> also, feel twice. free to jump in after each beat. You'll, you'll yeah. probably know. Um, the crime lord, unbeknownst to Bale and Kenobi, is the leader of the Crimson Dawn, Darth Maul. Yeah. Nice. Sick. Darth Maul plans to use Leia as bait to lure Obi-Wan Kenobi out of hiding and finally get his revenge. He did what Vader and Palpatine never could. He deduced the truth of Padme Amidala and Anakin's love affair and the identity of their child. So that's how he knows. He figured it out. He's like, they had a kid, but he only thinks of one kid, not twins. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So when he puts it together and he goes, okay, well, what? Okay, let's find someone who is adopted or something like that. And in the show, in the Kenobi show, it presents the idea that, you know, everyone knows Leia was adopted. Yeah. Which seems like a pretty fucking stupid it's thing. very dumb. That being know, said, it's yeah. hard to fake a pregnancy. So I guess there's some believably, believability yeah. to it. I don't know. It's, it's silly though, because there's so many moments where... Damn, Bale is kind of careless. Yes. How is Leia not like? And Leia's added? at the forefront of this huge family that's very politically active. Yeah. Um. So it's you know it's a risky place to be, and I feel like there's some believability that maybe Palpatine and Vader overlooked this, but Maul could have found yeah. it. I feel well, like that's somewhat believable. There's I a reason. I agree. Uh, and I've got some questions about the Maul thing. Maybe don't need answers, but yeah. just curious things. Go for it. Um. So at uh, Padme's funeral, she is presented to look like she's still pregnant. Ah, that interesting. She died she with child. Died with child. Gotcha, 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 or yeah. the child died with her. So that's the public. That's the public perception. perception yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so just in terms of like how more, if might, or how more would figure out that those two were together. If more figures out who Vader is, yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's very plausible. Yeah, yeah. He's obsessed enough. And then he follows the train. He's like, okay, I know who Vader is. It's Anakin. And yeah. then like, oh wait, there was like rumors that Anakin was with the senator or something like that, and he figures yeah. that out. And then he's you know hears that the 
funeral, she was made to look pregnant. And he's like, I don't trust that for a second right. because Palpatine's behind all of this. Yeah. I see it as somewhat plausible that Maul would be the one to figure this all out. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel like Maul really was destined to be the right antagonist for the Kenobi film. Rebels got in the way. And Rebels kind of yeah. ended that story. And to be fair... Maul is easily the best part of Rebels. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Maybe if you want to argue for Thrawn, perhaps. But I, has, but I don't even, care even personally. Then, yeah. <laughs> they don't give him a real ending. Uh, and then yeah, where it's picked and up oh, in true, Ahsoka's true, true, true. Yeah, and he's yeah. not as good in Rebels anyway. No. He's still the best part, but... Yeah. Uh, Maul, for all intents and purposes, you know, yeah. Fil- Filoni made Maul. Like, no, that's he true. made Maul the more we know. That's, yeah. It's his character. Yeah. 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 And the way his fight with Kenobi ends, I think that's perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, why don't they just put that scene in like Kenobi? But I'm like, you can't take it out of the context and just have that scene for no, no reason. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think if you let, let's assume we're decanonizing rebels. Yes. Maul is the way to go. I yep. agree. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I feel like, you know, just to go back to the pregnancy thing as well. Palpatine orchestrates this yep. because he doesn't want Vader to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want Vader yeah, to know he's got a yeah. kid, which is a smart plan by him. No one else knows about Vader. It's intentionally a secret, except Maul, who was there the whole time. And he's been trying to... Palpatine has been trying to kill Maul for so long mm, now, and he's yeah. like a cockroach. He just can't stamp him down. He literally know? is, yeah. Um. So I think this. I think there's some some great places that works i'm sure there's people who know a lot more about the canon than me sitting there going you don't know this one thing you idiot and i would love to hear about that message in the comments but moving on to the next beat obi-wan sets out investigating the crime lord who took leia so investigating the crimson dawn during this investigation he accidentally reveals himself to the inquisitors uh and they start hunting him down and that kind of thing but he is saved by ahsoka tano who is helping to build a fledgling resistance movement or a rebellion movement sorry the two have a bittersweet reunion. So we get Ahsoka in the show as well. Okay. So Ahsoka, um, as established in Clone Wars and in Tales of the Jedi, is still alive in this period. Yeah. Yep. We have kind of decanonized the Rebels for ourselves. But Ahsoka in the Tales of the Jedi is just living out an existence and avoiding yeah. conflict and stuff. Conflict finds her. Yeah, yeah. And at that point in Tales of the Jedi, it seems as though she's like, all right, I got to take an active part in this galactic conflict. Like, I really yeah. got to, I can't be just hiding out from this. I don't think she's a Jedi, but I do think she's come yeah, out to yeah. help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so to clarify, you're pitching a show. Uh, this feels like a show to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Hey, Bryce, congratulations. You've just done uh, fan service well in a way that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, if those two all, yeah, you know. I think it's sweet if, for them to reunite yeah. and get to share, like, oh, my God, you're still alive. I get to see you. But we are sharing this huge amount of grief. Yeah. And if, look, say, for instance, like you're pitching, those two characters are out there doing things, especially working through Bail Organa. Yeah, they're going to run into each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're right. exactly. Yeah. 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 So they are now reunited. Together, they journey to Dathomir, which is Maul's base, and rescue the princess and escape after confronting Maul. So they have a fight, and they win, and they escape. They don't kill Maul. But, well, but, some but, action shit happens. But do they hide her under his coat? No, they don't. <laughs> but Put that in. the conflict between them and Maul has drawn the attention of Darth Vader, who is then able to find Sick. the rebel base. He attacks the rebel base, Ahsoka sacrifices herself to save the rebels and protect the identity of Obi-Wan Kenobi, thus ensuring the safety of Leia and Luke. So, Ahsoka dies at the hands of Vader. Vader. Wow, we get that answer. Yes. So, she's tying up all these loose ends. Almost exactly like in the Rebels show, she, you know, cuts through the mask a bit. They see each other. And in the final moments, you know, she sees that there's a little bit of Anakin in there before Darth Vader kills yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's that's her ending. But no uh, world between worlds. No. <laughs> yes. See, I'm a big believer that Ahsoka needs to she die. She does. Before, and it needs she needs to die and it needs four. to be good. Yes. For the love of God, it yeah. needs to be good. Um and he, she deserves a really good ending. And I feel like that saving Obi-Wan and the rebels, like the fledgling re- rebel movement, 
one of the rebel sects. There's many, as established in Andor, which we yeah. love. It's one of these groups who would eventually be- become the, some of the people we see in Rogue One. But yeah, nice. Well, all that politics is so interesting. Of just like, oh yeah, we all want to fight the Empire. Quit fucking squabbling and work together. <laughs> it took you twenty years to do. Jesus, it's so realistic though. Yeah. Um, yeah. then. Obi-Wan, after seeing Ahsoka sacrifice herself, returns Leia to Alderaan and then heads back to Tatooine. His connection to the Force is restored, uh, but he can sense that Maul is hunting him and he knows he must have been tracked. The two have an epic showdown with Obi-Wan ultimately defeating Maul, who dies in Kenobi's arms. There you go. Exactly yeah, like wow. the Rebels nice. show. Yeah. So, it is so beautiful. Like, like we've seen, you know, like we've said, we've decanonized Rebels, none of that happened, and a lot of this is taking inspiration from yeah, yeah. things that do happen in that show. The ending for Maul and Kenobi is perfect. I wouldn't yeah. want to change a thing. No. Yeah. The fact that Maul tries to get him with the exact same... Because I remember at the time, because I, I watched Lebel, Re- Lebels? Lebels. I watched I watched Rebels as it was coming out. And yeah. So I remember mm. seeing the, that episode, the reaction. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. But the reaction at the time, everyone was like, where's this big fight? And it took a little bit of time for that to age like the It took a really great interview yeah. with Sam Witwer. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, <laughs> that interview is fantastic. No, but yeah, no, it's glorious because yeah, it's it's the... The mind games of the stances. Yeah, yeah, it's the genius. Stances. And then, yeah, he goes to the same thing. Boom, doesn't work. And then Maul's whole realization as well, like that Im- Im- gets cut through immediate epiphany of this wasn't it. This wasn't yeah. the purpose. And mm. there's something more at play here. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really great scene. And I think what I've missed here, and because I didn't get a chance to update it, I pitched this to Sandro. Yeah. Sandro's like, that's really great. The one thing you're missing is a bit of a development of Kenobi's character. He needs to start the show hovering over Luke. And this is what they did in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And it's actually yeah. a good idea. Yeah, poorly like presented. He's hovering over Luke. He's directly there. But by the end of the show, he's like, no. The force will guide me. The force will guide Luke. Everything will happen as it's supposed to happen. And then he takes more of the hermit approach and yeah, waits cool. and sits yeah. and waits. And he is connected to the force again. And he's not so torn up and, and full of grief now. Like yeah. he has a chance to resolve some of these things to see Ahsoka again and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you get more of that story. It is unfortunately still a galactic adventure. I love the idea of staying on Tatooine, but yeah. this is the pitch that I came up yeah. with. And that's what we've yeah, got. No, that's fair. <laughs> well, it's just Kenobi is in such an interesting spot in the universe, especially with everything that's been fleshed out post-original trilogy. Yeah. Because you have those loose ends of Maul. And Ahsoka. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, like, it's hard to do a galactic-spilling adventure with him because his whole thing at this point is he has to stay on Tatooine to protect Luke. Yeah. Which was one of the things I don't think they did very well in the Kenobi show, especially because it ends up with Raver coming there anyway. And, yeah. And like all these Imperials on Tatooine constantly. So that's why I actually like the inclusion of Leia because I yeah. firmly believe the only thing that could get him off that planet is Leia. Because yeah. it's the other kid, it's the yeah, other I child of that. prophecy. And even then, he's still really resistant to it in the show. I think the there's nothing else for me that would really convince me that he would leave for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he's not helping the rebels. <laughs> no, 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 no. Screw, screw yeah, that. yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe like just like one thing of just like oh, I can't leave Luke. You know, I got to protect Luke. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. We'll leave like a droid with a gun to defend <laughs> yeah, yeah. them. Or I don't know. Yeah. yeah, dumb shit. I could see maybe um, if it had something to do with Qui Gon calling him. You know. Yeah. Um, but it, there has to be a very good reason for him to yes. leave. Yes, and some yeah. sort of safety measure in place, too. Yeah, That's yeah. the other key thing. Because you know? yeah. at a moment's notice, he would zip back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Aunt Beru and Owen are canonically badass. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I hated that, too. Yeah. It's trash. They're fucking farmers. <laughs> if they even have a gun, which, I mean, Luke's oh, got that, like, that one guns. Yeah. sniper on the side. That's not to yeah. say that, you know, it's a rough life on Tatooine. Yeah. You yeah. know how to use a blast, you know how to defend yourself. Yeah. But it's a fucking Inquisitor. Yeah, I, I <laughs> There should say, be no defense. If they can deal with an Inquisitor, then they shouldn't have been killed by those stormtroopers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, time. We can move on to yours, wow. Mello. Let's hit okay. us with it. So, bit of context. Yep. 
This was a really big thing for me personally, and I think it's. I, I think I initially pitched this episode to you because I was like, "Yeah, hey. we've been talking about this for ages." Yeah, um, and I've, yeah, been developing an idea. Look, it's not the the it's not fully fucking fleshed out, but yeah. you know, um, but no, I loved the the Obi Wan book as a kid. They yeah. were like the one just like just based on his life between episode episodes three and four, right? Uh, and then in the regular run of Star Wars comics, when Marvel and Disney took over, uh, they boxed some of it up and put it into a mini comic. And some really cool things in that, like Obi Wan saving twelve year old Luke who goes who runs away from home and almost gets fucking taken up by a crate dragon. Right, really cool shit. So I've done a bit of bit of this, bit of that, bit of what I thought the show should have been versus original pitches. Dealing with all of these, you know, he's got two big villains in his life, doesn't he? And people he's got to deal with. So hodgepodge of a whole bunch of things. We'll see how it goes. Okay, Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Just that. Yep. It is yeah. a movie, just like the keeping with that naming convention of Rogue One and Solo. Quick thing. So I haven't got Vader. Okay. Okay. But Vader's influence still plays a key role. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm tr- I tried to balance that out because in my in my mind, there was no way that I could have Obi-Wan and Vader encounter each other again in a way that it would be like, both would want to kill the other. Yes. Yeah. At the end of that. So I agree with you, Cole. I think there's a way to do it. Um, I wasn't, my thing is I much preferred the idea of Ahsoka being the barrier between yeah, yeah. them. And yeah. then she dies because if you go up against Vader, you die. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. my mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the way I it agree. works for me. I agree. See, that's the hard thing. Yeah. What's really interesting about, like, sorry to interrupt, but no, what's no, really no, interesting yeah. about their encounter in episode four is, you know, Vader says, you know, now I'm the master. Last time we met, you were like the teacher. Yeah. Which implies that Obi-Wan probably bested him. At the same time, Vader has not chased down Obi-Wan. So the only thing I can see is it has to be an encounter where somehow Obi-Wan beats Vader, but Vader thinks he dies? So it's like such a puzzle to me. Yeah. And I, I with, you, it's it. so almost impossible to write it without yeah. it being contrived. Exactly. And so for me, it felt better to have Ahsoka be the, I'm the Jedi you're looking for. It wasn't Kenobi. Yeah. And then Vader's like, hmm, I thought for fucking sure it yeah, was Kenobi, yeah. but I guess it's you. And then kills her. Yeah, yeah. And then he leaves and that's it. I did yeah. like that you had the best of both worlds there where it's like, we, we always needed to see an encounter between Ahsoka and Vader. Yeah. And we yeah. needed to see Obi-Wan and more. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. Just to end off. Yeah, I do think the big thing, like a Kenobi sh- show or movie, has to answer though is why does Vader not chase? Yeah, um, everyone exactly. Yeah. Yep. So sorry, Mello. Okay, Continue no, back. that's fine. Um, okay, so this story would be the story of a disheveled and lonely man learning to survive in the dangerous wasteland of Tatooine, whilst protecting the young boy Luke Skywalker. Ben Kenobi. I'm mostly going to refer to him as Ben yep. because, as such, that's what he should be known if he's just on Tatooine. He's exactly. He's fucking in hiding. He Ben's... didn't change his last name, though, because... No. <laughs> Dozens. Because I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Headcanon. Kenobi is like Smith. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Space Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. billion Kenobis. Yeah, you can yeah. hide in plain sight. Yeah. You yeah. get a scene where someone's like, Mr. Kenobi, and like, yeah, people yeah, raise yeah, their hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben simply wants to live a life of solitude to protect Luke Skywalker and one day be ready to train him. Yep. This journey is... This film is going to show us exactly how he is prepared to do that. Ben needs to learn to forgive himself for his past mistakes. He needs to make peace with his past, especially with Vader, which still haunts him, uh, so that he can focus on the future, Luke. He must sever the connection to Vader in order to be fully ready to train Luke. But also, he has to be ready to face him one day again, should that day ever come. This because, so, uh, because Obi-Wan leaves Luke a book in which he you know, writes down a bunch of shit about his adventures, which is yeah, how the journals, they, they, right? yeah, the journals, they tell that in that, the book I read. They tell that in the comics. Also, that's where Luke learns how to build a lightsaber. That's why it looks like Kenobi's. Um, yeah. All those things about the Force. Uh, so I thought, okay, not to be too pretentious with it, but this could be told in chapters because this film, in my mind, will have kind of a prologue, the main film, epilogue, that does span 
yeah. a long time. My only question for this is if he's planning on training Luke, yeah. why would he write him a book? Because that seems like something you'd leave after. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to leave you the book because I'm going to die. Is he wiser than that? Does he know? Yeah. Is, well, he is he willing to lay down his life? Yeah, but it could, it could also be, you know, he'd write the book so that inevitably when he does pass one day, you know, Luke still has all the information. Because all Kenobi would know about Jedi information, right? Or Jedi knowledge is it's yeah. all lost now. Yeah. So he has to write down. And then it, it also couldn't just hurt to write shit down. Maybe it's, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a bit of this, a bit of that. No, uh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, so I thought, you know, oh, it could be interesting to tell it from the perspective of like the Hobbit. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But the bulk of this will focus around, I think, like 10 to 12 years after episode three. Uh, stylistically, it's going to be Logan in space. Okay. Just fucking beautiful desert landscapes, all yeah. that sort of thing. Tonally very gritty, like an M rating, slower, deeper, sort of methodical film. It would be long. I don't care. You could subdivide it into a show if you want, but that's stupid. No, it's a yeah. long, it's a long movie. Yeah. I would see Obi-Wan struggle with the force, but not shut off from it. And his struggle will be f from some of his own actions. I'm going to see him lose sight of what it means to be a Jedi and have to re regain that. He's kind of overcome with grief and loss, yeah. which can then turn into anger. No, exactly. You know? And I would never allow him to fully cut himself off from the Force yeah. uh, to, to lose connection to the Force because he knows. He knows he has a job to do at some point, but doesn't mean he's not going to you know, lose it because he has never... Sorry, he knows he must stay attuned to one day train Luke, but he's never su felt such a great loss as he has after episode three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of the Jedi, everything he's ever known, gone. Because he, you know, he was taken as a, as a young, young, young kid. He has zero memories of anything else. Uh, so yeah, he will lose himself, lose the Jedi way and go too far before having to regain that strength. So yeah, I would open with a sort of like Karate Kid-like montage. Like, you know, every, every Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid 3 open with basically a recap <laughs> of the previous shit, <laughs> uh, which would play off as dreams, yeah. everyone's dreams. But we get to see uh, Obi-Wan and uh, emphasis on Anakin and Obi-Wan and their relationship. Trauma dreams. Love Trauma it. dreams, literally. I would pick up immediately after... Uh, ben delivers Luke to the Lars homestead. He rides off into the, that sunset, yep. uh, out into uh, the wastelands to a cave where he, you know, sets up camp for the night. We'd have uh, basically our entire setup portion of the film is just establishing a bit of a status quo of okay, this is his life. This is how long it's taken him to set up a temporary home, not the one that we'll come to later. That'll ha yep. happen later. Uh, it'll see things like you know he changes his clothes because motherfucker cannot be getting around looking like a Jedi. Not now. Not at this point in time. No. Yeah. no. It would see him, you know, potentially lock away some devices like a lightsaber, a communications device in a small chest, keep that safe and sound. Bits of him writing to Anchorhead to purchase supplies, towing it back to home, building his home over days, constantly checking in on the last homestead from a distance. I have this bit where at one point his cave gets raided by Jawas just because setting up some hatred for Jawas. Remember that happens in yeah. the show, right? Does it actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it? Yeah. I'm stealing shit. Okay. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but instead of that, it's more like, what the fuck yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to cut yeah. your heads yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, isn't it interesting yeah. how everyone became so racist? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to turn, turn them against the sand people as much, but we'll see. We'll get that. Yeah. Um, it's like Gran Torino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We love having Cole back. Um, <laughs> At night, he meditates, and when meditating, he talks to Qui-Gon. I want him to talk to Qui-Gon. I want Qui-Gon to be his sort of like, if he can, if he needs to, go-to person throughout this. Yeah. Uh, so we have our sort of, um, as per the Save the Cat, we have our stating of the theme. Yep. And when meditating, he, he talks about how he regrets how he left Anakin. Qui-Gon, who knows. Yeah. Qui-Gon, who was, you know, in the Force. He knows what happens. He doesn't say a thing. He just tells him he must move on, that he cannot focus on the past, but focus on the here and now and the, the future, Luke. 
Um, I said the, the next day at sunset, Luke is seen uh, walking. So it's like a year has passed during this whole montage sequence. Anyway, we are going to jump a fair bit uh, to like, like say 10 years. And it's like Obi-Wan's just working some sort of random labor job like he does in the in the show but not doing whatever fish. that was i like the fish i don't know it's very strange it's weird but i don't know like a desert fish yeah giant desert fish. fish giant giant salmon <laughs> anyway. uh okay so ben checks in on the lazas as he goes to head home he's ambushed by tu- tuscans they beat him he, he goes down they go for the Lars homestead and he uh, has to help go fight them off owen wards him off saying he's attracting trouble. He hasn't minded that Obi-Wan has come to check in, but he doesn't feel safe anymore. It's, it's obviously his fault that he's brought this around. He's not welcome anymore. Right. I want to give him. So we see it. We find Obi-Wan in a bar in uh, Anchorhead, and he learns that there's been more attacks from the other moisture farmers around the region. I, we've never seen Anchorhead properly before, only in deleted no, scenes. Yeah. So I'd show it as it's kind of the town center for all the farmers. Pretty small. The, these attacks have allegedly been brought on by a drought. Obi-Wan's suspicious of this, and he decides to look into it a bit more. He talks to some some locals, and he goes to a homestead that is basically on the border region of where the uh, where the where the Tuscans are. So he talks to a, a local family who, again, they don't really. He's this outsider; they don't really want him investigating. But they do find out a bit more of like there there is a drought, yeah. But they believe that like there's something more at play. That the, the, sorry, I love the idea of people on Tatooine. Oh, I know, I know, like, I know. There yeah, is a, a drought, and they just look around. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. And this sounds batshit crazy, except for the fact that this has always happened. Yeah, in yeah. all of the Obi Wan books and the comics and stuff, they always say, "Oh yeah, there was a drought." Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just running with that. And it never No, you're right. No, it's dumb as shit. Sorry, yeah. A desert planet with a drought. So funny. Um, What does that mean? There's just no moisture. Does everyone die now? Yeah. But so anyway, this this old farmer kind of calls bullshit. And he's like, look, the Tuscans are territorial, but they've survived droughts for, you know, always. This is their land. They've always been here. Uh, And that if they are, if they are moving into farmland, then it's definitely not the drought that's pushed them. Anyway, so this family has kind of like a, like a, a young adult child who is, Oh, outsider here, cool, investigating things. There's been trouble. This guy looks like he's going to do something about it. So I've got this, yeah, really ambiguous character who I'm just going to call Del. I have not, not, not much more about them, but just they want to help Obi-Wan. They right. want to be taken on as a sidekick. We get some, you know, sort of rejection of that thing. Why the fuck would Obi-Wan want to take on this kid? Also, this, this character does have purpose, though. I'm introducing a sidekick as kind of a, a, uh, a bridge trainee for Obi-Wan between Anakin Mm. And Luke, Dell's going to help him evolve, help him learn over the course of this film. Even though he's not going to train to just train whoever Dell is to be a Jedi, still good sort of like I I I think it's an interesting adverse of um you've got Obi Wan in uh, Episode Four who wants to train Luke and Luke's like nah like it's cool and all but you know you got to stay here with my uncle. Uh, whereas this is the the flip side where it's like you know nineteen year old oh yeah please no you know train me let me let me go with you let me j- jump on these adventures and he's like. Mm. Nah, kid, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for Luke to grow up. That's yeah. I'm training that kid, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. They they investigate Tuscan villages. They find that you know they have been emptied out. Uh, basically, their territory has been invaded by Jabba, Jabba the Hutt, Jabba's thugs, mm. uh, who are after some sort of resource. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't care about the details of it. But there's something. Yeah, Jabba and his thugs have been pushing into Tuscans, and Tuscans have been pushing into the farmland. Yeah. it's this whole train of thought. Anyway. So B story, we get a bit more on Dell, more on Jabba, what resource they want. We know that Jabba works for Maul in Crimson Dawn still. Yeah. And uh, we get to see Maul. They talk in a, in a, in a, in a bloody, what's it called? Hologram. Yeah. Uh, and Maul is going to send a squad to supervise operations and ensure Jabba hits his quotas. During so Crimson Dawn has power over the hut? 
Hudson yeah. Park clan. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping... Was The Shadow Collective had that in Clone Wars. Right. I'm just keeping that connection through here, even though they've just rebranded. Gotcha, anyway, gotcha. Yeah. Rebrands are good for business. We know this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the midst of our fun and games, we have... Uh, ben and Del have run-ins with thugs. It forces Ben to fight uncharacteristically. He's fighting without a lightsaber as well, because, again, he can't reveal himself a Jedi. Force punch! Yeah, uh, but whatever it is, it's different. It's a bit more aggressive. It doesn't feel like him, and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so they learn what Jabber is up to, uh, what he wants, you know, and they learn how they can make a major hit on this operation. Our midpoint would be a false victory where Ben and Del managed to uh, disrupt Jabber's operations, disabling it. I actually have this fun bit of them going on a sort of like heist sneak in through Jabber's palace. But I need that. I need that scene yeah. because in doing so, a member of Maul's guard catches Obi-Wan on a security camera and reports him. He knows exactly who this person is, you know. Gotcha. Th- those who are close to Maul mm. would know. Yeah. You know, just you, you have campfire chats. Yeah. So who's your public enemy number oh. one? Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. So Maul arrives on Tatooine. Our villains close in. Anchorhead itself is attacked by Jabba's thugs. People have been probing a bit too far. Time to enact revenge. Ben and Della caught off guard. Amidst our all is lost. Uh, with lost with the first encounter with Maul, they have a run in, they fight. It was a big thing of like, wow, I haven't seen you in ages. Uh, there comes a revel- revelation that Vader lived. Don't exa- exactly know ex- how that comes up, but it's some sort of like more provoking him, yeah. sort yeah. of thing. Uh, and it's 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 a bit of a like a yeah, Luke, I am your father moment, in which it's like, do you choose to believe him or not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they do manage to get away, but you know, this is this is Obi Wan now at his lowest moment. They've just suffered this. Defeat from Maul and his, his thugs. Uh, and Obi-Wan talks to uh, Qui-Gon in the Force again and just goes into a rage and goes off at him and tells, you know, like, like you, know, you knew, why didn't you tell me? Yada, yada, yada. And I see this conversation ending simply by Obi-Wan is just so filled with, with grief and rage and fear that he just can't talk anymore. That Qui-Gon is not only unresponsive, that he can't feel him. He can't hear him mm. anymore. It's gone. It's like connection's been severed. Um, just quickly. Yeah. How do we get from fighting Darth Maul to the the low point there? Like do they just can Obi just leave? Like what what is the result of that fight? Um, I was th- I was still working on that bit because I'm like, okay, is this the moment in which Dell dies because Dell's going to die? Yeah. <laughs> that seems inevitable. That's yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's there or I'm thinking it's just like they they you know like the the thugs burn the village. It's this, you know, these people who he's kind of been defending. As, yeah, as a way of defending the, all of the farmers, defending, you know, this is this wider journey of defending Luke as he failed them, something along those lines. Gotcha. Uh, if you've got any ideas, by all means. Yeah, no, I was just struggling to think of, like, how do we get from the scene where he's, like, facing off against Maul yeah. to, like, the next bit where he's, like, seemingly by the campfire talking to Qui-Gon kind of yeah. thing. Oh, he's back mm. in his, you know, lodgings. His yeah, back in his, But yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, but yes, anyway, it's this, this low point, uh, and we, yes. Oh, no, this is where my notes got foggy. Not again. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, look, we know that uh, Ben is going to have to, you know, overcome his dark night of the soul, look deep within himself, you know, understand that, okay, Vader's alive, but I can't deal with that right now. That's yeah. not what's important. Maul is here. Maul yeah. is coming for me. He's coming for all of those I have allied with, these farmers, and that'll lead him back to Luke. I have brought this on. This is the fault of my own hubris of, of like, of going too far. Um, and it's time to put an end to this for one, once and for all. I'd have this bit where we get to rally the farmers kind of against the thugs. That's not really going to be a, a big thing because it's yeah. like they don't really stand a chance. Yeah. But what is does take precedence is the fact that Obi-Wan and, 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 and uh, Maul get their face off. 
plays out in a similar way to Rebels once again, just in terms of how the the, the body language and the choreography of the fight, because that is beautiful. That is perfect. It is. So, I yeah. want that. And you I'm can't really beat that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. One of the best scenes yeah. I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Alone and in. especially the inclusion of the fact that Maul knows that Ben's there for a reason. Yeah. And so he kind of threatens Luke, and that's kind of like that's yeah. all that's all Obi Wan needs to be like. Yeah. When he discovers. Yeah, yeah. No, you're done. Enough is enough. I'm ending this. Um, yeah. And so. We get that bit, so he defeats him, Maul dies in his arms. Um, they do manage to ward off the thugs for now, especially since their leader is... I think the key catalyst there would be their leader's being defeated. Uh, anyway, our res- resolution would see uh, such things as... Uh, this might be crazy here, but like the farmers broker a deal uh, where they are to be left alone. Um, and that includes pushing Tuscans out of their territory and into their region. Mm. You know, because now Jabba, the thugs, they know they're defended. They wouldn't uh, go toe-to-toe with the person who killed Maul. Yeah. Their boss. You know, wow. Yeah. Uh, the farmers help Ben build a new home. Ben reconnects with Qui-Gon and Yoda. Uh, and I did also think about including just as sort of like, we've already had a climax, but some sort of final action, the bit where Ben does famously rescue Luke from a crate dragon. Oh, as yeah. As well as like kind of like <laughs> second climax. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Let's just throw that in there. Yeah. Well, it's now, yeah, he's regained his strength. He's willing to defend him, you know, and we would have a bit of a resolved moment between Owen and Ben where, okay, like he's grateful, of course, that he's he's done that, even though, he told him to piss off and he is not exactly opening and welcome to, to Ben, but Ben, you know, just it's kind of closing reassures him that, you know, regardless of what you say or do, I'm always going to be here. Like my, my duty is, my duty is to Luke, my duty is to the Jedi. And then literally I have our, our final, like our epilogue is, is Ben has finished. He's writing in his book. He's finished writing his book. He's, this is old man, old man Ben yeah. Kenobi. He senses something. And he goes running off into the gorge to go save Luke from the Tusken mm. Raiders in episode four. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So, yeah. Um, look, I know, I know that there's not as much there about how he's overcoming his Vader stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's more, I've, I said that at the start, there's more plot things here. I haven't found the perfect way to interweave them, but yeah. I think there is a way to have the getting over Vader bit be his controlling like character motivation and also whilst defending Luke whilst also not having Vader. That's the, that's the, yeah. I think that is the the tricky thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, one way to do that could be in exploring the whole journey to become a force ghost and learning that knowledge Mm. and whether or not he has to maybe fight Vader in the force or something, something like that. I don't know. Something nerdy. If to fight the Vader with the saber, you must fight the Vader (laughs) in the mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll have a mind palace sequence and everything. No, okay. um, I think what's really interesting, like on that note about Obi Wan as a character, is, and I don't know if Disney canon has changed this, but I always grew up reading about how he was not very talented or attuned with the Force at all, hmm. and he really struggled as a Padawan uh, to become a Jedi. So the way he became so great is through studying and through knowledge of defensive forms of yep. saber combat and all that. And to me, it's so powerful that the end of his arc is not only becoming kind of like the last Jedi of his era, but also becoming one of the few Jedi to ever learn the power of becoming a Force ghost. So there's a part of his character arc that can probably be explored with his connection to the Force and maybe, honestly, his kind of limited connection and becoming a Force ghost, getting over Vader and his connection with Qui-Gon. Yep. I liked it. That was fun. Cheers, man. Um, Yeah. I'm not convinced on the Dell part of it. Um, oh yeah, yep. Just like the the idea of having like a like a trainee apprentice who then like Obi Wan seemingly gets killed by Maul at some point yep. in there. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that would just lead him even further down this path of yeah. uh, of towards the dark side um, and wanting to turn away from the Force and everything and feeling overwhelmed with grief and loss and all that kind of thing. Yep. So yep. leading into like a different kind of low point, I think for his character. Yeah. Um, and and what he'd be doing. 
I do have a counter pitch for you. Yeah, mate. So I was listening to that and you gave me the idea because I was listening to Cole and what you said at the start and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. How to make Logan, old man Ben work yeah, for right. like this desert, like Tatooine crime thing. Very similar in the sense of something is happening to Luke uh, and, you know, Owen and Beru's farm to endanger Luke. Yeah. And that's the inciting incident. And that is what really jettisons the story forward for sure. uh, and forces Kenobi into action. And he comes into it, that old man kind of way where oh sorry he comes into it disconnected from the force maybe not fully i don't yeah, yeah. i don't hate the idea that he can use the force but it's difficult and it's different yeah he has been yeah. fundamentally changed by order 66 yeah and since and that, how could he possibly like meditate when meditation is a place of peace how could he yeah. possibly find how can peace? he find peace yeah. yeah and i think you know the journey of him learning to find peace yeah, is a really sure. really interesting thing so yeah. bear with me on this one no, this is sure. fun yeah. he finds out that what has caused this change in the the crime landscape and the Tuscan Raiders landscape and all that kind of thing is, like you said, it's Maul's operation. Something Maul is doing here has yeah. changed it, and they run into each other. Yeah, right. But this whole thing, these two lightsabers have come out and they've fought, has drawn the Inquisitors. And Maul and Kenobi have to work together. Uh, Unlikely right. yeah. Clone Wars-style allies, right. yeah. where they have to join forces to take out these Inquisitors and make it look like it was the crime lords who did it. Right. Make it look like they were taken out by blasters. And Obi-Wan has to kind of come close to the dark side and see it for himself and really see what it looks like to not have peace. Yeah. Or um, just even thinking about that, because like Obi-Wan tapping into a dark side, I think is interesting. Yeah. And even still with my one, like maybe that's how... And have Maul be the... He like, gets away like from Maul. Ezra is yeah. like, you know, convincing him to come closer, yeah, closer to the dark yeah. side and really pushing him on just to say like, no, just, like tap into it. Like you, you've seen the truth of the galaxy yeah. now. You've yeah. seen how horrible everything is and how there is no good, there is no hope. Join me. <laughs> Obviously, even in that one, though, like they are going to have to go toe-to-toe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the end, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so the whole time, you know, Kenobi's trying to keep it cool, not reveal why he's invested in this and why he's on the planet and why he's trying to affect change and stop all of this from happening. Yeah. And the mall the whole time is like interrogating him, trying to find out what his true purpose is because he's like, oh, I want revenge. And then he's like, wait, why are you here? Like, what is, I thought you were dead. I can get my revenge, but more than that, I want to know what you're doing and I want to yeah. make you suffer yeah. so much. Um, and the whole time it's this cat and mouse game of like, they have to work together, the unlikely allies, but the whole time Maul is trying to figure out the truth of what what is driving Kenobi, what's his motivation. And then, you know, the only way that Kenobi can find peace and move on is by finally putting Maul to rest and putting and giving Maul peace and the only peace he could ever find is death and yeah, in that yeah. moment then yeah. you see then you see Maul go oh he's the chosen one I'm so glad this yeah. is even though I'm evil and twisted yeah. and insane I'm, so I'm glad that I have yeah. this resolution yeah. well that's <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah. that like the reason that that moment in Rebels was so profound for Maul is because like he hated Sidious yeah he hated the Sith he hated Vader exactly yeah he wanted them all yeah. to die and hey, look, if there's the promise that in the future there's a kid who will do that, yeah. Yeah. by all means, do your thing, man. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think putting Kenobi and Maul up against the Inquisitors yeah. is a great way to show yeah. that off as well. Yeah. He's like, I hate you, but I hate these guys yeah. way more. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like a lot of that fixed pitch. My my big problem is I still hate the Inquisitors. That's fair. No, yeah. that's so like, fair. I also um, hate the Inquisitors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a very rough premise that came to mind. Yeah, yep. sure. So if we roll with the idea that Obi-Wan's starting to lose his connection to the Force because he hasn't been able to tap into it for a while, let's say that Qui-Gon reaches out to him and he's like, oh, your time for your next stage of training has come. Meet me on the planet of, uh, the planet of Illum, right? Where they have <laughs> Illum? <all> that. Illum, <laughs> yeah. Illum, whatever they call it. Yeah. Some nerds. Here's the premise. Obi-Wan has to go to Illum, the old planet where they used to get all their kyber crystals. But now the Empire started their operations on there. So Obi-Wan has to seek something that Qui-Gon is trying to get to him, but he has to wade through this very strange imperial operation 
that has the oversight of the Inquisitors. And for fan service, this is where we get Starkiller, the secret apprentice of <laughs> um, the secret apprentice of Vader, and something happens there. Interesting. Oh my Ooh. god! Ooh. Yeah. Wait, so okay, just why the... untapped, just fully untapped. Cole me... is back. I love you, Cole. Walk me back to what the fuck? Why are they on Illum? <laughs> uh, well, what's interesting is it's a planet so attuned to the Force, right? It's where they get all their Kyber from and all that. And with the construction of the Death Star, uh, they used Kyber for the rays, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it makes sense that there is a huge Imperial operation there. Yes. And I I want to see more Inquisitors. <laughs> I want to see them done well. Um, it's a rough idea. It's to bounce off on. Either that or he becomes the daimyo of Mos Espa. Who, Who becomes the daimyo of Mos Espa? one We're flipping Book of Boba what Fett. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, Josh, I'm fucking with you, man. It's oh, very like, hard yeah. to know when. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. so... No, but so, I love your ideas. So they're, oh, they're, they're mining the kyber crystals on Illum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does Kenobi have to do with any of that? That's what I'm asking. Uh, there's... Qui-Gon has called him there. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, Qui-Gon's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you got to put a stop to this. Yeah, And then no, you no, get no. this Avatar-style story of where Kenobi has to infiltrate their operation from the inside. And Maybe, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, that's <laughs> where they go to become Force Guys. I don't know. It's just a They're premise. mining all just the unobtainium. we got to stop <laughs> yeah. them. Wait, yeah, no, what's the one with the whales? Dances with In the new one? Oh, oh God. yeah, they have a uh, brain whale, fluid. Sorry, whale yeah. brainium. That was whale it. Yeah. brainium. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I think we could take inspiration from Avatar and Avatar Two: The Way of Water. What you think this idea could make a billion dollars? I think it is could. that is that the inspiration yeah. we're taking? Watch Mello. Did you have something explode. just there? I thought you were about to jump in with something. No, I think we we're, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think we've had yeah, our yeah. fun. No, I think there's a lot of fun there. And it's kind of, you know, so I pitched the, what I would say is a dream version of what the Kenobi show looks like on Disney+. Yeah. Plus, Where it has Ahsoka, it has Darth Vader, it has young Leia, and it works a lot more cohesively and nicely. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And then the alternate version, that I think the version that everyone wanted, everyone on the internet who wanted this show wanted Old Man Logan, but yeah. for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You want to see Obi-Wan walking around the crime factions with a lightsaber, yeah. wrecking house, you know, just like... Just churning them up, you know. Exactly, because the real question on everyone's mind is, how does he go from Obi Wan Kenobi to Ben Kenobi? Yeah, and also everyone just wants to see Ewan be even more Alec Guinness. Yeah, how far can he go? Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's there's so much of the character that I think Ewan McGregor really nailed in yeah. the, in the prequel trilogy. He's just he was fantastic. He really embodied a lot of what Alec Guinness brought to it yeah. Uh, yeah. in New Hope. And it's difficult to imagine a Logan style story for either of those characters. And in the transition between them. So mm. personally, as much as I loved exploring it and, you know, pitching the mall thing and pitching the, the Dell thing and having those different stories and, and trying to find a place where Obi-Wan Kenobi can journey into a dark part of the Force and himself. Yeah. I don't know if I believe it. That's fair. I don't know if I believe um, it because yeah. he's well, that, so awesome in, in the prequels yeah. and he's so fantastic in A New Hope. Well, that's yeah, what... But he's so different. Yeah. And that's what this this uh, film, I think should have like the unique uh, presented a unique opportunity yeah uh, which is to actually finally give Obi-Wan depth yeah yeah. you don't think he's got depth in the prequels I think he's got some depth in the prequels uh, I think he's got real depth in Clone Wars yeah yeah. but no it's no it's not explored uh, you know like he is the more stoic armor Jedi second yeah. to Anakin's very very emotional way of being yeah you know and this you know you, you feel for him when Qui-Gon dies okay yep yeah. Um, he seems to be a bit too aggressive of a teacher in Attack of the Clones, but Very there's strict. not much to him there. Yeah. yeah. And then it is pretty devastating at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And by the end of Revenge of the Sith, I think, yep, yeah, no, they've really hit the nail That's... on the head, but it's a little too late. 
So mm. then we really feel the emotional side of Kenobi, and now this could be a great chance, I think, yeah. to explore the, the repercussions of it all. Yeah. And even in the original trilogy, he's such an interesting character with the way he lies to Luke constantly. Yeah. So like, yeah, but, but it's true. <laughs> From a certain right? point yeah. of view. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, I don't see how, without like bridging this gap emotionally, yeah. how you could go from everything is done, all is lost, except for like, sure, there's some children, but yeah. see you in 20 years, the next time they can do something, to, yeah, he sees the vision, he knows the plan, he trusts in the Force, Come episode four, we need to see him rise out of that that darker state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I um, I personally mm. slightly disagree. I love his characterization in the prequels. I think he's a fantastic character. I think his performance and I and it, okay, I think the directions he had from Lucas and Lucas's context are fantastic. Yeah, I think the dialogue is wooden <laughs> and. The actual on-screen present presentation of of these characters, a lot of the time, is is pretty. There's a reason yeah. it's made fun of, you know. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's a reason people love Kenobi so much, and I think there's a reason, specifically in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, people really resonate with the character. Yeah, and it's because of just a magnificent performance. Yeah, and because of a lot of just really great writing with these characters and like what he, what his journey actually looks like and how connected he is to Anakin and, and how much he loves him. I'd argue a reason people love him so much in those movies is, is kind of the reason that I love him is that he's um he's the Captain America of episodes two and three. He's right, the yeah. do the right thing no matter what always, yeah. you know? Yeah. Never stray from the path. And that isn't necessarily the the most deep character always. Okay. To, to me, at least. Yeah, well... Because I see a lot of the scenes where he knows Anakin and Padme together. He yeah. knows that. And yeah. he knows that logically and by the book, he should be telling someone. Yeah. And he should be dobbing Anakin in. But he doesn't because he loves Anakin so much. Yeah, yeah. Because he's doing the right thing by Anakin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Anakin obviously is so deeply flawed um, and lacked so much love. And it's, <laughs> it's really easy to put anyone beside Anakin and be yeah. like... Well, they're much better. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I like them, yeah. No, I see everyone else as the reason Anakin turned out the way he did. Mm. I see yeah. Mace Windu, and I see Obi-Wan Kenobi as partially at fault no, fair. for Anakin Absolutely. Absolutely. turning out that way. Well, yeah. that's the whole thing, you know. Obi-Wan did fail Anakin at, yeah. like, every turn when it mattered. Yeah, and I guess another reason why we love... But he was trying not to. He was well, trying not thing. to that's fail him. That's what's so heartbreaking about it. But he the just dogma wasn't... that he believed in, that he saw as the truth, yeah. is what led him to that failure. Exactly, and he just wasn't the right person to teach Anakin. And I think all of these things are true, and that's why I love the character yeah. so much, because it's so interesting. Yeah, I think also what we love about him is he's kind of like the swashbuckling one of the prequels. Yeah. He's the one who gets all the cool adventures. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. charming yeah. and dashing as hell. Yeah, yeah. Fights Grievous. Yeah. So when we get to this story of Obi-Wan Kenobi's individual story alone on Tatooine, it's the, asking the question of, you know, he believed in the dogma and the dogma failed him. Yep. Yeah. And it failed Anakin as well. And if he had just been a father or a brother and not a Jedi to, to Anakin, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a great reason for him to shut himself off from the Force, personally. I see that. I see um, that. So that's why I've kind of stuck with that. And that's why I thought yeah. it was interesting. And I thought they had a lot of really great ideas for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I mean, that's cool, yeah. too. As, you know, as long as he finds it again. We all. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah, definitely yeah. needs to find yeah, it again. Yeah, he yeah. needs to become... Yeah. It needs to be believably, oh, yeah, I can yeah, see how yeah. he got to Alec Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Because see, right now, I don't actually know how he gets to Alec Guinness. Yeah. There's oh, a story there. there. No, there no, no, exactly. There is for sure a story in the middle there. What's that? You're planning the big bucks, the sequels. Everyone, too? No, I mean, in from Revenge of the Sith, where we end... Up until A New Hope, where we begin with Alec Guinness, yeah. there's a fucking story oh, there. God, Something yeah. happened to him to change him to become who yeah, he is, yeah. I think. Can you imagine if, like, okay, so 
Season one of Kenobi was garbage. Can you imagine if they came out with uh, season two wasn't season two? Yeah. It was just a movie. And as a follow-up, and they actually did still in the, we still have 10 years left. Yeah. They did give him a real character journey and they yeah. did do the, the yeah. Logan thing. Yeah, it well, would be, yeah. I will tune in for Qui-Gon Canyon Adventure. So <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh my yeah. God. That's, That's really the good. spin-off they need. That's really good. Please. No matter what, I think still crucial that we show that Obi-Wan's still a little bit flawed. Because yeah. even, you know, obviously yeah. fairly fucking flawed by the time we get to the original trilogy. Yeah. Lying yeah. to Luke blatantly like that. What yeah. does he lie about in, in A New Hope? Well, the big it's, one it's is Vader. Is Vader, yeah. 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 Certain point of view shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's some manipulation right there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It, I know it's a product of the it's, writing. It's we know it's the writing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I know but that's the it, character now. It you gotta, makes him a lot more interesting. It does. It does. I think it makes him a lot more interesting character. I think yeah. a good character should have flaws. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Something we've been debating about so much back and forth is what is Luke's flaws? Because how can he be perfect and also flawed? Without being Obi-Wan again. Yeah, without just being Obi-Wan again. So why why would Obi-Wan Kenobi not tell Luke about Vader? Because he doesn't uh, want him to become Vader, right? Yeah, and I think a part of that is he knows that a part of... I mean, the motivating factor for why Luke wants to destroy Vader is because he wants to avenge his father. And I think Obi-Wan can tell that Luke has this innate need to find out what happened to his dad. And if he says, oh, it's Vader, you know, then one, he doesn't think Vader can be redeemed. So even if he assumes that Luke is going to go and try and redeem Vader, he doesn't want that anyway. Because he thinks it's impossible. Can't exactly, yeah. Um, so it's more of a, uh, what's the point of telling Luke? Would it do any good? I, th- yeah. I think, so had everything gone according to Obi-Wan and Yoda's plan, Luke would have stayed on Dagobah. He would have kept training. He, they would have got into a really good position where they're like, right, he's good. He's ready to face Vader. He can kill Vader. Yeah. Hey, b- and we know we can tell him this and he'll have the resolve to still do what we want him to do. Yeah. yeah. In their ideal world. Yeah. He would have gone and killed Vader. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were wrong. And I yeah. think an interesting thing as well, and I think this is kind of what almost in a way demands Vader be a part of a Kenobi story, mm. is having Obi-Wan believe that deeply and yeah. and know for a fact and have come face to face with Vader and not be able to redeem him and say, no, nah, can't be done. Exactly, there is no yeah. possible world in which oh, yeah, Luke can redeem Vader. Like, like seeing the monster in the mask, not yeah. seeing Anakin anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. Exactly, because I do think he believes that Anakin is dead. Yeah. Like, and I think one of the things that they did right about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is they have yeah. that moment. He yeah. looks him in the eyes and you have the moment where the blue light shines and he's yeah. like, Anakin, and then the red light comes over. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 Vader killed Anakin. Yeah. I like the moment. It is a little cheesy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, it's cheesy. Um, There's some I, value to it, though. I know. I, I think that point, though, yeah, in his emotional arc is important. And yeah. something like that needs to happen. Yeah. That's the tricky thing. Yeah. How do you have Obi-Wan Kenobi come face-to-face with Darth Vader and see yeah. the monster and believe that's all that's left? Believe exactly, there is no yeah. Anakin, there is no redemption, and then walk away from that? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and have you believe it as, uh, as the audience? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say this damn near impossible. This is what I'm saying. Like, you, have to, you have to be told and make your peace with it. You cannot face him. Yeah. He, yeah. he, can't, he can't be allowed to face him. Yeah, yeah. I did like that in the Obi Wan show. He's kind of traumatized whenever Vader shows up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's great. Yeah. That was great. But I think um, the the real the kicker with it is that when they face each other in Episode five or six, can't remember which one it is, and then they 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 part ways because yeah. Obi Wan wins the fight, and Vader's like, "Hey, Palpatine, I found Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, let's kill him. I'm gonna go and kill him now. And then yeah, Palpatine's right? like, no, don't do that. That's what I'm saying. This is why I can't have him in the story. Exactly. There's no way he doesn't hunt for him. It's the impossible exactly. thing where there is no possible world in which yeah. if Vader believes Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive, yep. he doesn't yeah. go and kill him. Because yeah. that line but, but, from Palpatine is so bullshit. But that's the thing you said, you can't have Vader in the story because of that. But off screen, Vader would still want to hunt 
Obi Wan anyway. No. If he thinks he's alive. <laughs> yeah, but he would he would assume that Obi Wan's alive because good last point, good point, yeah. good point. Yeah, but have you considered? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. for him to be hunting. Yeah. Ben always hunting, but, but he would oh, never go to Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, that's wh- that's the reason that he was there. Yeah, hiding yeah. in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Vader would never go back to Tatooine. Yeah, although if he disconnects from the Force, then perhaps he just assumes that everyone's died because he can't feel a presence. Yeah, yeah, that's, no possible. Mm. that's possible. I also think that was like a, a, a yeah. good part of it as well. He tried calling the Force phone. No one's found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and not, I think if he meets Ahsoka and Ahsoka's like, "No, nah, I'm connected to the Force. I'm good." Yeah, like he yeah. hasn't been able to just track me through the Force. You're you're yeah. allowing your fear to get to you because you know that's impossible. Yeah, something like that, and then Obi Wan's like, okay, well, I've got no real good excuse <laughs> yeah, to not yeah. be to not allow the for the force into myself. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, we're almost about to wrap up. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to end on a fun note if that's right. Go just, for it. just yeah. while we yeah. got some time. Um, I don't think we took enough shots at some shit that was in the show. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Let's go for okay, it. so yeah. it's funny you were talking about uh, your biggest pet peeve was sneaking layer out in. in oh, oh my god! My, my biggest, biggest pet peeve. Bad. I know. I know exactly what your pet peeve is. <laughs> Moments after. Okay, here we go. Rebels fly some snow speeders in. They do from Those space. Intergalactic snow speeders. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay. If anyone, if, 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 no, you can't conceivably think that snow speeders can fly because in Empire Strikes Back, then the rebels who were in the snow speeders would have just flown off. They wouldn't have had to go back and get in an X-wing to fly away. Yeah. No, they are meant for on the planet above the ground. So they they fly in, and then at this dodgy, doofy, dumb fucking angle, we see it just hovering, taking shots at Rebel. Like it's kids playing. It looks like fucking Lego. It looks like the eighties Doctor Who clips you see. Oh, where it's yeah, just God, like yeah. they've got the fucking image file and they just drag yeah. it across the screen. Well, that's <laughs> funny you mention that because I one of my notes that I didn't bring up was that why the hell is their last jewel in some poorly lit canyon? Right? Oh my God! Random because, location. Yeah, I was reading something on Reddit and someone said, you know, one thing that they had this feeling that something was off that reminded them of all these like old low budget sci-fi shows and they realized oh you know doctor who star trek, star trek Stargate, yeah they yeah. all shot in quarries yes yes they did i'm pretty sure this was shot in the star quarry trek yes, they did. shot in the same fucking desert in la not yeah one quarry but two quarries oh, in obi-wan kenobi because the man. first one is where vader catches up to him first and then you get the, the, yeah. the fire and it's like oh i guess i'll just watch him leave and then second is the the, the ultimate climax where yeah. they fight each other in another quarry oh, in another man. rocky canyon Quarry One Kenobi. Oh, Obi One Quarry. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve with the show is the scene where he gets on the back of the truck and they're sitting there with the clone troopers. Oh, stormtroopers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is really cool. This is really tense. Like, I'm feeling this. They get to the checkpoint, they get off and have proceed to have the stupidest fight scene, the least compelling oh, action driven yeah. fight scene I've ever seen. And I just think about that because the visuals are so disappointing. It's just like a grassy planet. It's oh, just yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the back lot in yeah. LA yeah. somewhere. No, it is. Know? No, no, no yeah, they, they did shoot some real things. Again, it is just hills in LA. Yes. Yeah. And there's like a laser gate. Gate. But yeah. like you, you can see the edges of it. <laughs> you just go you around can just it. walk just around walk the edge yeah. of the gate. You I'm can't like, get a big same, truck through it. The fire I'm like, oh fire, my yeah. God. I think my final like old man rant complaint is I like Natalie Holt a lot. She does great work on Loki. Oh my god! Not the right choice for this. Great doesn't come close to the work she did on Loki. It's phenomenal. Loki is incredible. Incredible, and God bless her for egging Simon Cowell. But um, (laughs) fuck yeah, yeah. This soundtrack should have been Williams esque. Mm. Even has a Williams theme. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know Natalie Holt did Obi Wan Kenobi. There you go. I believe it was her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Oh wait, what? John Williams did something for this. Was it just he did the uh, title music? Right. There you go. I don't remember it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's enough of us yelling at the clouds. Yeah, 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 yeah.
This has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, and we're here every week talking about Star Wars and writing. If you want to see more, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to give us a five stars, follow, like, subscribe, etc., etc. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, may the Force be with you.